Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Hello, everybody. This is Gil and Brenda Stewart with Restored and Remarried and uh, those long-term relationships where we're here talking to you today about tips, tools, and tingles Mm -hmm. for your relationship. Hi, Brenda. Uh, Hi. I'm not sure how tingly this one's going to be today. Yeah, this will be more kind of (laughs) like twisted than tingly. (laughs) It can be. Yes. We're going to talk about, you know, let me just start in this place here. When we talk with people and people come to our seminar or people just in general that we talk about that are getting remarried, and they don't have kids in the home. Let's say their kids are you know, in college or adults. They're thinking, I don't need to really hear what you guys have to say because everything that you're talking about with kids won't affect me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Then we talk to them later and kind of going, man, those people. Even though they're adults, they're stepchildren, they're acting so rude, and I don't get it. Yeah, and you know what? I think it's harder because they're not, they may not be living under your roof anymore. And they're not going to call you mom or dad. No, no. And don't force them, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to take today's podcast talking about adult stepchildren. And when we say adult, I'd say what over eighteen or yeah, what's the, you know, what's the definition I mean, of adult? Some anymore? people think they're adults and they're only five, but you know, I don't know. I mean, technically speaking, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Some people they're are, young, they're young adults. Some people are thirty and they're still not adults. Well, there is that true point about you know you do uh, have children who grow up, but at least they they don't really get older. <laughs> they're they're yeah. they're, old, they're they're old on the outside, but on the inside, not, on the not inside. in the inside. Well, I think some of the similarities that adult stepchildren have with younger stepchildren, uh, grief, because the loss of their previous family, whether it be through death or divorce. Right, right. right. I mean, we enter the room of remarriage through those two uh, entryways, or, which we're going to talk about in a little while, toward the end of the session here, is about if somebody's going to be an instant parent, i.e. they've never been married before, but they're going to marry somebody who has adult children, Mm -hmm. which we would say... Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> we're here to help. We're here to help. So let's get into this. Brenda, tell me a little bit about your story because well, you know, I, 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 I don't really. It's so funny because in all the years we've been doing this stuff, I, I am from a step family and I, I forget to talk about that because mm-hmm. um, I didn't live under the same roof with, with, with my step siblings. So I, it's, it's weird. So. When my mom and dad got divorced, my dad remarried. I was uh, 17, almost 18, and he inherited uh, my two step-siblings. Step-sisters, <laughs> yeah. Sisters, which were four and six at that time. Yeah, and you you and were almost on the way out the out door. I was out of just graduating from high school. I was going on the road with ice capades, so I was going to be gone for two years, you know, and just talk to him here and there. And... Um, and then my mom, she's on her third marriage. In her second marriage, uh, he had one daughter who we didn't really, we we're just different. And we lived kind of far away, so we didn't really connect. But as I was an adult, when my dad got remarried, I really have to stop and think because 
uh, he started a whole new family, and he almost had me in one compartment and his new family in another compartment. Mm -hmm. And even though we lived within, what, 15, 20 minutes of each other, and I liked his his, uh, wife at that time. I, I just feel so bad that she passed away probably... Oh, 17, 18 years ago, and I wish I could have these conversations with her now, now that I'm a stepmom, um, because I think she did the best she could, but I felt so alienated. Like, I could never just walk in their house. At their home, I could never go look in the fridge for something to eat, or it was just, and some of that could be because my dad's older, and he's kind of old school that way. Uh, <laughs> but I remember going over there for Christmas and, you know, the two younger, my younger step siblings were, you know, opening up their presents. And, and they treated me well, too. But I just felt like an outsider. Hmm. Wow. Never part of their Never family. Never drawn Never in. invited in. Never drawn in. Yeah. Yeah. So I forget about that part <clears throat> of my story that I want to make sure that with our adult step my adult stepkids and all of our kids that are adults now that we are continually inviting them in, uh, looking for on ramps to their heart. Yeah. Even though they're older. Yeah. And just to talk about everyday life, I I think that the rule that we've heard with step families and step children is they usually take anywhere between five to seven years, uh, to, to blend, to bond, to connect, to accept with an adult stepchild. Don't count on that. Because they are adults and, you know, there's a lot of issues at hand. Uh, The distance, uh, they may actually be having their own young families under their own feet and they're they're being parents themselves. And so for you to uh, require them to step into your tradition could be in direct conflict with their tradition. As they're starting to build their own. Right. So that five to seven year thing... With a younger child that's maybe under, let's say, 17, uh, better chance to get that opportunity because the window of bonding opportunity, they're under your roof. They're still following through with some of the rules of the home are still present. But when they launch, uh, you know, most of the time they come back for a while. (laughs) But, you know, when they launch, they're, they're kind of creating their own selves. And so, golly, by the time they're in their 20s or 30s, um, you know, that factor is out the window. It doesn't exist anymore. Well, another thing we share, too, is however old the child is when you get married, double their age. And maybe that by that time, they will uh, respond to you, connect with you, feel, you know, welcome you into the family. But if you get remarried and you have a 40-year-old... <laughs> You're probably going to be dead. You'll be dead. You'll be dead. You know, but if they're a 20-year-old and and you're in your late 40s or 50s, you're going to be you're going to be older. You really are. I mean, they're always going to see you as their parents' spouse. They're not going to if they call you mom or dad and you are a step parent. Count yourself blessed. Yes, you must be a saint if that's the, the happening. Because a lot of times, if it is because of widowhood. There is the phantom of spouse past. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, they could do no wrong or they were really creepy. So yeah. I, I think it's that place of lower your expectations mm-hmm. with an adult stepchild and just love them, accept them, and engage them where they're at as an adult. Exactly. You know, yeah. as a stranger, build yeah. a, build a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine the other day was sharing, she's probably in her forties now and, and her dad passed away a couple of years ago and her mom just got remarried. 
And I was talking to her about it, and she goes, well, I don't see myself as his stepchild, and he's not my stepdad. He's my mom's husband. Okay. And, you know, she lives far away, so there wasn't a whole lot of interaction, but she has a sister who lives closer in town, you know, with her mom and tries to take care of mom, and and it's affecting her a lot different because she would see her mom on a daily basis, and now there's this new man in her life, so... You know, as a step-parent, we need to be aware of the relationships that our stepkids have with their bio-parent because uh, what if they're not good? <laughs> you know, and then we come in and we want we want an instant relationship with them where they don't even have a good relationship with their bio-parent. So it's like, okay, let's look at all the players in the room here <laughs> right? and who's connected with whom. Right, and I think that's a point well made that when those younger children – have grown and uh, launched from the nest, um, what was the launching like? Was Mm -hmm. it friendly? Was it unfriendly? Was it like good riddance? I'm glad I'm out of here. And now you're kind of going, oh, I I need to reconcile. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and then to mix in a step-parent, that step-parent had nothing to do how that child launched. It's all on you. And so it's really important that if it is some reconciliation to be had with an adult stepchild or with your own child, um, go slow, be respectful, and by all means, be humble. Because you may have some humble pie to eat uh, <laughs> to to reconcile that relationship. Because the thing of it is, y'all, when you get older, especially not that we're really old, <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're moving along, let's say. <laughs> the point of it is, and I'm trying to say this humorously, is is that as you get older, so do your children. And as you get older and nearer that time when you check, check out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you want your children to like you. And if you're being an ass, stop it. Don't demand of an adult child to accept your new spouse like mom or dad. They aren't that. They are your new spouse. And we will honor the memory, God bless them, good or bad, rest in peace, uh, or the ex, whatever it might be, for what they were. And allow that adult stepchild to uh, learn to love and appreciate that new uh, parent figure for what they are. But I think it's really important, especially if you get remarried and there are adult stepchildren in the picture and you have younger children, like in my situation, don't just blow off those older children. I was speaking with a gal the other day. We were talking about, um, you know, I said, so how's your step family going? And she goes, well, I'm not in a step family. It's like, well, (laughs) wait, your husband has an older child Oh, I don't identify as a step family. It's like, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Let's see 67 different types of step family, and the one she just was denial. <laughs> Come you on, to, really? You have to be careful just because you, it's easy to forget out of sight, out of mind. But yeah. the, that older daughter is part of your husband that you want Life. to make. Yeah. 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 They're, they're part of you, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. And you can never go wrong by continuing to invite them in. And the day that they turn that around and invite you into their world, that Whoa. is that's a win. That's a huge win. Yeah. For, and that, and for, for some everyone. people, that might happen all the time, which is woohoo. Yeah, that's great. But we're just saying, don't be surprised if you're having some challenges with these older stepkids, especially the older ones. As we get older, you know what's what's going to happen with inheritance. 
Oh, What's going to happen with investments, with right, real estate? Right, right, right. That's why we always say, you know, that first year of marriage, get all those details ironed out through, you know, legal or accounting or whatever. And so the family knows What's going to happen when you guys pass? So that issue is off the table. Well, yeah, it's one less thing to talk about. And and I think about that within that first year that we were married, because most of the kids were teenagers Mm -hmm. and we had two that were early 20s. So within that first year, um, we sat down with an attorney, went through a will, eventually got to a living trust, talked to the kids those that we felt that were the most responsible. <laughs> and we actually kind of updated it maybe just a year or so ago. Well, the attorney, well, we had we had gotten one of uh, Gil's what? kids and one of mine as the executors of the estate. And the attorney was like, oh, you probably shouldn't want to do that. You want to just pick one. It's like, uh, you're not in a step family. <laughs> and he wasn't. Yeah, we want to make sure that both Representation. sides. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and these two people are adults now and they have uh, their heads screwed on straight thankfully so we don't know not, how that, that, not that all of them don't <laughs> we don't know how that's going to turn out and we'll be gone so hopefully yeah, good luck with that kids <laughs> so i think the other thing that's important here uh as we talk about our own kids when we wrote the book restored and remarried a few years ago and, and you can go to our website restoredandmarried.com um, any other little commercial you want to throw in there? Okay. Yeah. So we do have a website, restoredandmarried.com, and, uh, and it's got lots of resources on there that you can go to. But in the book uh, that we wrote a number of years ago, we actually had a lot of the kids who wanted to to insert things. And I'm going to read you a little excerpt. And before I do, Brenda has well, something. Well, and we asked them, oh, yeah. what would you say oh, yeah. to someone who's a new step-parent? Right. And we asked all seven kids... And five of them responded, which is great. Right. So this one wrote, and here's the setup. Uh, at the time, uh, this kiddo wrote, was at age uh, 19 and when we got married. And then later when we wrote the book, he was about 26. And so he says this. I believe how the remarriage affects older children depends on how close they live to their parents and how close they were to the individual bio parent in the first place. As for myself, I was a middle child and the peacekeeper. I always felt mutual love, acceptance, and bonding with both bio parents. This is why in high school and the first year in college, I would switch back and forth from one parent's side of opinion to the other, trying to figure out for myself which one was really in the wrong or trying to pick apart which one was lying or hiding something. Believe me, it was a very large mind game. I thought I had developed a unique system of picking apart why they got divorced, but realized later on in my early 20s that it was really just a huge game of who was the better parent, which is impossible to decide, let alone as an adult. It takes a long time and even impossible to some to realize that no parent is better than the other. The only thing that really will decipher which parent is better is who shows true love for the child. I was lucky to have both parents who truly loved me for who I was and as well as my siblings. Overall, the remarriage was a little hurtful at the time since I was young and the divorce was still fresh in my mind. Nevertheless, now that I look back as an adult and a little wiser, I see Brenda's kids in the wedding picture to support their mom, but with the absence of me and my siblings there to support my father, I feel sad and remorseful for being absent in such a 
huge step for my dad. Have that have been taken since have somewhat made up for that. Wow. You know, as the kids shared what, you know, their part in the book, I know I got to the point where it's like, I don't even care if the book's written. Just <laughs> this, yeah, just these hear, insights from their heart yeah, was huge. Yeah, just, just the, uh, the, the transparency and, and, and how they felt about things. Because in a lot of ways, you know, because most of our kids are uh, boys, now men, and you know, when we went through our respective divorces, I think the boys all took it pretty hard. And out of all the all the kids, we only have one girl. And when the remarriage took place, she took it pretty hard that, you know, that was going to be a complete change. Which earlier in the book, we mentioned that boys take divorce harder. Boys take, or excuse me, girls take remarriage a little harder than the boys do because the boys have moved on you know the the family system is broken apart and it is what it is and and the girl when the new system builds has to start all over again and the adjustments to a new mom a new situation that's going on for her another thing to think about too that uh i didn't really realize till our kids have gotten married (laughs) is that when you have son, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but this has been my experience and kind of what I see. When you have sons and they marry, chances are they're going to lean more toward being closer to their wife's family. Not all the time, but a lot of the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So with us, with having six boys <laughs> and five of them are married, I think that really plays out that all of our boys are probably, when I say closer to their wives' Uh, family, I say they communicate with them more. They probably see them more. It's just kind of more of a natural thing. Yeah, it's a different gravitation. I know that's what I feel. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's not that we're not close with the boys, but just when it comes to uh, holidays and stuff like that, I really you know have to be able to connect with the girls, <clears throat> the wives, to see what's going on, and and yeah. that and that can feel as a step parent like we're not involved or we're not part of their family but that could be one other component mm-hmm. of these adult kids that are married right inviting them in mm-hmm. and or being invited in especially having a good relationship with your adult daughter-in-laws even if they are your stepdaughter-in-laws i think in my case you know i have three stepdaughter-in-laws and they're all unique and different and in a lot of ways unfortunately they live a long way away from where we're at and i miss them they're all really sweet in their own way, but it's because of that connection to you that I have had to be very respectful because of my stepsons. These are their their wives. And as adults, you know, trying to build relationship just as, you know, again, um, the, the I think it's just that place of, again, stepping in and relating to them as adult young women, not you know, my girls per se, but a lot of times I think of them that way, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have a lot of daughters. I just had the one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, again, it's just that place of slow but sure building that relationship. And yeah, girls do kind of gravitate to their own parents. So in this case, when they're step parents, that allegiance, I think, gets kind of divided. And uh, so that's that's difficult to, to, to waddle your way through. Yeah, yeah. In our another thing in our book here, we reference the song by John Mayer, "Say What You Need to Say," and how important it is to um, to be honest and loving with our our kids. And uh, here's another excerpt from the book that uh, 
one of Gil's kids wrote, and once again, this kiddo was uh, in his middle 20s when he wrote this, but he said, I never felt pressured into forming a relationship with you, which is me, Brenda. (laughs) The only stress in the relationship was getting to know another motherly figure that was so different to what I was accustomed to. I will be very utmost with you and honest. I will never take you for my mother in place of my own, which I know you already knew, but I will accept you as different as a different kind of parent, one that is not quite as personal, but definitely in the know. You have known me long enough to see my quirks, dreams, and downfalls. You are indisputably part of my life, and I love that. If step families are to work, it will only work with people that are willing to accept the whole baggage, and you have. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think one of the, the, the illustrations that I like to draw out for people, especially with adult stepchildren, um, is if you could picture in your mind a stadium full of people. And down on the track, um, you know, there's the racetrack. It's a quarter mile around. And this this track, this race has no end. <laughs> uh, it's just going to be that the people that are out on that racetrack are your kids. And they're running around. And that track just happens to be kind of the, the race of life. And they're going round and round and round. And uh, you might be up in the stadium just hooting and hollering. They don't see you. Uh, but you're there. And sometimes they'll step off the track and, and rest, and, and they might look up into the stadium, and maybe you've made your way down to the first or second row so that you're more visible. And you wave, and they kind of go, huh, and then back to the race they go. What I hear from a lot of parents and step-parents, especially of the teenage and adult kids, is, is that they get really frustrated and they don't get the recognition or they don't get the communication or the relationship with that adult child as they're racing around the track. Let me warn you, don't leave the stadium. Because if you stay on that first or second row in the stadium with all the other people that are vying for a person's attention in this crazy, fast-paced world, if you don't stay present and available when the time comes and your opportunity to be approached by that adult child comes and you aren't there, you will have missed it and possibly missed it for your entire life and the life of that kid. Yeah, you're older and you are wiser, but you might not be as patient as you think you are. Please stay patient. Please stay present and stay in that first or second row and stay as a guest. Don't force it. So that when that kiddo, whether they're 19, 22, 31, or 47... If you're present and at that track and they step off and want to speak to you, that is going to be your appointed moment and that you're there present and ready to encourage and love will be a huge blessing to them as well as to yourself. I want to share one last story. Um, I'm working with a client right now who is a, a woman. She's going to be contemplating becoming an instant mom. (laughs) Now, this woman has never married, and she is in her late 40s, 
and the guy that she's going out with has been married, and uh, he's a a widower. His his first wife passed away suddenly, and uh, they've been dating for a while. And this lady, if she does go through with the the relationship, she really just loves this guy. Her mother even approves of the guy, which is cool. (laughs) She's going to become the instant mom to a couple of early 20-somethings, and... She's looking under all the rocks, turning over all the stones, making sure that her decisions are right Um, and and assuring her that she's asking a lot of good questions, but reassuring her that this is not going to happen overnight. So if if you're going to be an instant parent of an adult child, consider yourself more or less starting another relationship with somebody who is a complete stranger, even though they are your, you know, soon to be spouse's child and to learn how to appreciate who they are, where they're coming from and how they were parented or not parented because the phantoms will be in the closet and they will be something that you will have to consider as part of the package. Now, during the honeymoon phase, uh, try to be as far away as you possibly can. Let the children know that this is going to be um, a new relationship and that you're going to need your space as well. But I think it's that place of your privacy. You've been a single person a long, long time. Becoming a married person is learning how to be married as well as a parent at the same time. And with that, I would say, Hmm. look me up as a counselor (laughs) to help you walk through that. Or have some really good friends who've walked that journey before you to give you some support and some pointers because it's going to be a huge adjustment. And that was my comment to my 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 client was lower your expectations and go really slow. And when in doubt, just love them where they're at. Yeah. You yeah. know, because they're dealing with their own loss. Right. Right. So adult children, Woo-hoo! adult stepchildren, those yeah. people, love them because – as we continue to think about, it's about that marriage. And because, as we say, if you ain't got the marriage. You ain't got nothing. Okay. <laughs> Next time, we'll Always see Always forward. Always forward. Okay. Take care. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on the website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.